You're listening to Death of the Radio Murder Mystery World Tour. We're officially in the upper half of these entries, and it is with no small amount of nepotism that I would advocate to you a historical novel for seventh place, The Chinese Gold Murders by Robert Van Gulick. These murders occupy a bizarre place in the history of Chinese crime fiction in that the credited author is as much an author as an adapter of foreign fiction. The myth goes that Van Gulick, a Dutch diplomat on a mission to China, found a collection of 18th century Chinese murder mysteries set during the Tang Dynasty of the 7th century, though with some anachronistic elements mixed in so as not to alienate a modern audience. And Robert enjoyed reading these mysteries so much that he cut out half the stories that he suspected had been written by a talentless hack, separate to the first half, and set about translating and adapting the remaining mysteries of Judge D for a European audience. Judge D is a character who's based on a real historical figure and follows in a long tradition of Chinese crime-solving magistrates. The genre itself holds a lot of historical value. I'll try not to get too deep into the history or context here, but know that these judge-based mystery stories were often structured via the daily lives of the judges and the court hearings that they would attend, where they would receive notices of mysteries to be solved or indeed provided clues as to their solutions by the public that would come to his office every day. There is a rolling effect created by this structure where there are multiple mysteries not necessarily all introduced at once and sometimes overlapping, creating an interesting fluidic experience as the reader is jostled from one short story to the next. I believe Van Gulick is responsible for tying together the mysteries in the Chinese gold murders specifically under the banner of the titular gold itself, and there's much to be said for the unusual structural devices used in the novel. Before we bounce on into that, I should mention that there is a use of hand-drawn illustrations as part of the, the actual physical book. At certain dramatic scenes, the reader will find the text accompanied by a depiction of the action in drawing form. A sword duel, a woman emerging from the bushes from hiding, an old man dying in his bed, and more. These pictures serve as a moment of pause. And while I wouldn't say they blew my mind as I analyzed them for murder mystery science, I do appreciate their strange inclusion and it does make me want to see more authors doing strange and unexpected things with their physical books. It's really an untapped potential there. The plot itself in the Chinese Gold Motors begins as the infamous protagonist Judge D is appointed as magistrate of Peng Lei, which is the setting of most of the, the other Judge D novels, and boasts its success as a port city, and even more is peppered with tension following the China-Korean War, with residents of both sides of the conflict living within the walls semi-harmoniously. The most recent magistrate has been found dead, of course, and it has been weeks since his passing. So D takes it upon himself to juggle the running of the city, as is his duty, while also solving a classic locked room mystery of the magistrate that he has just succeeded. The novel is also written as a prequel, of course, the first novel chronologically. So we take a lot of time before even arriving on the scene of the crime with Judge Dean meeting his two closest confidants for the first time here on screen as brigands on the road. They attempt to engage him in swordplay, which doesn't end well for them, and he ends up securing their service through classic wit and finesse. I personally haven't had the pleasure of reading the other entries in the D collection, but I love a good thug, and this series has two fantastic ones. That's a lot of points in my book. Ma Zhong and Xiao Tai introduce themselves to D and to the reader as, quote, honest highwaymen, 
before throwing themselves into the sole duel with our magistrate protagonist, setting a wacky and kind of light tone for our action and our main characters before we've even seen a cold body. This novel delights with harebrained schemes and strange coincidences, and it never feels completely unfair in the mystery department, but has no trouble throwing a curveball or two, such as were-tigers and ghosts. I suppose we should keep a light touch on the supernatural elements. I, for one, absolutely adore them. They are not conclusive, but I'm always excited when a novel in what most would consider a hard science storytelling medium employs actual mediums in its solving. In this case, the novel asks a question of belief. There are numerous events that pose both a supernatural and natural reasoning for occurring, and often we are not given an explicit answer one way or another. There is mortal physical tragedy presented in within these pages, but it is also preoccupied with religious belief, whether you believe in the goodness of humans or the overarching power of all-knowing spirits, and takes its time to explore beliefs of both Buddhism and Taoism within its story. It's always my favorite crime novels that dare to ask the question, what if it really is some sort of magic? The Chinese gold murders follow on from all of these whimsical ideas to present a story that is an absolutely wild ride, though I can't help but feeling a little let down by the mystery itself. It definitely is not as conclusive in some areas as I would like, to the point that some answers stay right in the face. There are many scenes that set up side mysteries or provide informational clues that aren't really necessary to the point of the plot, although I will say that it does have one of my favorite examples of swapped identities in recent memory. Some of these characters are written like they think they can get away with anything, and they're a real treat. And to the credit of the publisher, there is a lengthy postscript that details exactly where a lot of the mystery ideas and solutions and puzzles have actually come from, where they've been influenced by, which is extremely useful when tracking our murder mystery world tour. If you're like me and looking for something weird, historical, and just a little bit spooky, the Chinese cold murders are an excellent read. You're listening to Death of the Reader on 2SCR 107.3.